It's time. The Hammer Down Show with Jared Jesselitis. Oh, yes. And what was that beginning, middle, and end part again? Streaming online at 1017thehammer.com. All right. Sounds good. Let's do this. For those of you that have to go out tonight for that uh, men's bat or are going to go out tonight for that men's basketball game, I am happy that you're not doing that tomorrow because that would be a miserable walk back. Now, um, today's show, we'll discuss the uh, the signing day class here a little bit. We'll get you prepared for this game tonight against New Orleans. Um, we'll recap. We'll take a look at the Big Ten as well. I've also got tickets for you for next Thursday night, Purdue, Florida A&M, Mackey Arena, I want to get your face in the place. It's sold out. You want to win tickets? Here's how you do it. Text me a boiler up to 765-447-4080. Make sure you use the area code, okay? 765-447-4080. Text boiler up and 765-447-4080. I'll draw out a winner here at the end of the show. Just boiler up to 765-447-4080, and uh, I will get you uh, registered to win these two tickets I got right here for you for that game against Florida A&M next Thursday night, and I believe the weather will be warm by then, so you got that going for you. Yeah, you want to win those tickets, uh, a little last-second uh, stocking stuffer maybe? There you go. I got your hookup right there. Text boiler up 765-447-4080. Old Santa Jared will make it uh, nice and easy for you to try to win these uh, tickets, okay? Uh, let's start with Need to Know News. Here's your Need to Know News. All right, let's start with uh, the National Early Signing Day period. Today, Purdue with, at least via their website, 12, uh, uh, 12 letters of intent so far. Uh, that's what they've got set up here. Are there any big surprises? No. Not that I would think here. Most of these guys, and you'll notice this isn't the dead giveaway, most of these guys all took visits and stuff. The, the one guy that kind of came out of nowhere here is Jamarian Harkless, a three-star defensive tackle, 6'3", 310 out of Lexington, Kentucky. Slot is the number eight player in Kentucky. It's not bad. Welcome to the squad here. So we're continuing to watch. I mean, there's still some guys that are hanging out there. We'll see. But if you uh, if you take a look at Purdue's uh, website, there we'll tell you Winston Berglund, Ryan Brown, the uh, three-star quarterback, Drake Carlson, defensive tackle, Ethan Cole, DB. Uh, Owen Davis, linebacker. Zion Gunn from Orlando, Florida, defensive back. Will Helt. Jimmy Liston, offensive lineman out of uh, Illinois. Dylan Thieneman out of Carmel. Jerron Tibbs out of Indy. And uh, Ryan Shackelford out of Ohio, wide receiver. Uh, all in there. We'll see if there's a few surprises. You know, some of these guys are waiting until after school today to do the signings and make the announcements. You know, which hat am I going to put on? So this may not be the end of the class. 
The best story about National Signing Day might be the fact that um, Ethan Trent, the younger brother of Tyler Trent, announced today that uh, he will be a Boilermaker. This two-star offensive lineman from Carmel, he had a late decommit from Indiana State last night. He put that up. And then uh, earlier today announced that he would be coming to Purdue. What a story. You love to see that. What a day. Happy for that family. Girls hoops last night. Uh, CC 81 to 4 or 80 to 41 drubbing a Tri West. Nice job, ladies. Portage beats Jeff 56 to 34. Faith Christian rebounding after a tough loss to those CC Knights in their last outing. They followed up with a 40-36 win over North White. Boys High School Hoops tonight, West Lafayette hosting Danville. Harrison will head to Tri-West. Jeff is at Bowman Academy and McCutcheon hosts Park Heritage. Big Ten Hoops last night, Trace Jackson Davis was a late scratch for the Hoosiers, but that didn't matter too much as the Hoosiers rolled 96-72 over Elon. Uh, We got Nebraska, a 75-65 winner over Queens University. Northwestern, my goodness, 92-54 over UIC. Some of y'all scoffed at me on social media yesterday when I had them at number three in my power rankings in the Big Ten. I know it's just UIC, but still, they're not doormats. Former Jeff Bronco, Brooks Barnheiser, led the way for those Wildcats. 18 points, 8 boards. Great night for him. Tonight in the Big Ten, you're going to get Iowa hosting Eastern Illinois as a 31.5-point home favorite. Michigan State hosts Oakland, 21-point spread there. Michigan, a 5.5-point underdog in Charlotte to take on UNC tonight. Ohio State's in action. They are a 24-point home favorite against Maine and Purdue. 34.5 points tonight against New Orleans. That game, 9 p.m. on ESPNU. All right, to the NFL, some uh, news here for your Indianapolis Colts. Nick Foles is going to get the start Monday night at home against the Chargers. Foles takes over for Matt Ryan, who has been benched again. Um, And it seemed like Foles was not going to be allowed to take the field at any time. Yeah, they're they're finally going to rock with him. All right. We'll see what happens. Uh, Speaking of the NFL, YouTube is closing in on a deal, reportedly, for the Sunday ticket. You know, that's the out-of-market uh, ticket package that DirecTV's had since 1994 when it debuted. YouTube will reportedly pay $2.5 billion per year for that package. The Sunday ticket package will be available on YouTube TV and YouTube premium channels if they get that deal officially done. It should be a similar price point to what DirecTV charges now. That is why Apple allegedly got out of the negotiations here uh, they wanted to make the product less expensive, but apparently there's a deal in the NFL's TV deal with CBS and Fox that prevents the NFL from offering Sunday ticket at lower prices because it helps maximize viewership of games offered by CBS and Fox in a given market. And Apple wanted to make it cheaper, so apparently they couldn't do it. And there you go. Uh, Bulls a winner last night, 113-103 over the Heat. That snapped a four-game losing streak. It also gave the city of Chicago a franchise victory in its last 18 contests. The, the Bulls, the Bears, 
And uh, the Blackhawks have not been winning. I don't know if you've noticed that. But uh, it's 18 straight games those three combined have lost. Uh, Vooch had 29 points, 12 rebounds to lead the way. Speaking of losing, tonight the Blackhawks will try to avoid an eighth straight loss as they host Nashville as a huge underdog. Again, it's almost minus 200. They have lost 15 of their last 16. They haven't won a home game since November the 3rd. Whew. It's not a good look. They get a home game here. They get another one, I think, on Saturday. They have one more, and then that's at home. And then they're on the road for a couple. I think they'll have, like, one more on the 2nd of January. So they basically have tonight and two more games to see if they can avoid going uh, all of November and all of December winless at home. That would be quite the feat even for the Blackhawks. And there you go. That would be uh, tonight's need-to-know news. All right, uh, last night our best bets took a beating. First off, cut me some slack here, Indiana. You get uh, you get Trace Jackson Davis announced he's going to sit for the night. What? What, we're doing load management now? Is, that, is, is Woodson bringing in load management? I mean, I don't... Look, if he is, I wouldn't blame him. Because, let's be honest, they they did not need him to beat Elon, but they didn't look good for a while there, that's for sure. No Xavier Johnson, man, and then they sit him. That was bad news for our spread. Hey, they almost backdoored it. Uh, and then you had UConn, who just sleepwalked through that entire, almost that entire game uh, against uh, Georgetown at home. I mean, they were in, you were at the 10-minute mark of the second half, and they were still in real danger of losing that game. And they tried to backdoor it, and they come up a little bit short. Over two there. And then, um, what was our third one last night? Oh, yeah, Marquette leading a couple of times, go to double OT, and then finally lose. Just absolutely brutal last night. I did mention Northwestern, but I didn't give it a real thing. But I told you, like Northwestern, good Lord, did they look good last night. I know it's UIC, but come on. It's a great defense they got over there. All right, tonight uh, we'd like to use our friends over at uh, DraftKings Sportsbook because they got a free bet for you this evening. You Pacers fans, check this out. All right, no sweat bet for you tonight. Just make sure you opt in and you make an eligible wager. Get a free bet back up to $10, so you might as well go ahead and max that out. It's $10. They'll give it back to you as a free bet, especially if you're going to bet $10 on something else. You might as well, right? So here's what I'm rocking with tonight on that. Um, you've got Halliburton is 10 for, uh, what was it, 10 for 14? His last 14 attempts from three? He went six of six in the last matchup uh, against the Celtics from behind the arc. So I got him plus uh, two plus three-pointers. Jalen Brown has been very good against the Pacers. We'll take 25-plus out of him. We'll take same thing with Tatum. Uh, both those guys usually uh, average over 25 points against both uh, against the Pacers. So we'll take Brown, 25-plus. We'll take Tatum, 26-plus. We're also going to take Jason Tatum over 5.5 rebounds in that Boston Celtics money line. The Pacers have not won up there since 2018. So that is the play tonight on my freebie. Put yours together. It's just got to be plus 400. I'm right at plus 400 with that. Halliburton, two plus threes. Burton, uh, I'm sorry, Jalen Brown over 24 and a half points. Jason Tatum over 25 and a half points. 
Jason Tatum over five and a half rebounds and that Celtics money line. Put your own together. It's super easy. It's fun. I love it. That's the play here tonight. Uh, college basketball. There are, boy, there's some lines out there tonight, right? I mean, there's some big, 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 big numbers. I can't, man, I, I love the Boilermakers. Can you really take 35 points tonight, though? That's a lot to cover, especially going into the holidays. I think you're going to get some, uh, you know, a lot of the second level guys in, a lot of the bench guys in tonight. I don't know that they can hold on to that 35 this evening, even at home with all the hype and being the, uh, you know, the, the team playing in front of uh, their home crowd for the first time as number one. I I, I just don't know. That seems. That seems like a tough, like a tough road to climb. So I can't good conscience take thirty five points tonight. And they very may well take care of it, but that's that's an awful lot this evening. That's an awful lot. I was also over there at um, thirty one and a half. They'll beat up on Eastern Illinois. The thing that's killing me here is. You don't get too many of these team overs anymore. Iowa to go over 89 and a half. Holy smokes. It's a big, big numbers tonight. These are big mismatches. I just feel like a lot of a lot of teams here that have been working on finals. Last time they're going to get to head home maybe for a little bit for some holidays. Shut it down. You know, Michigan's got Oakland. Michigan State's got Oakland tonight, 20 and a half. I feel slightly better about that one. Michigan, North Carolina's a, a five. I just don't have a good finger on the pulse of Michigan yet. We talked about them yesterday. That is a team that could break out. They certainly do have some of the talent, but how great you feel about Michigan right now. I'm not that high on North Carolina, but they are going to be playing in Charlotte. I think that technically goes down as a neutral site game too, right? Because they're not playing that one on campus. I think they're playing that one off campus. See, I want to stay away from that. Ohio State gets main night 23 and a half. It's another big number that just does not make me feel great. And I just don't think it, it's probably not great to go ahead and tease these. I don't think it's great to tease college basketball games that often. I mean, I'm not getting much for like four. 35 points is an awful lot. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more here once we get into our, uh, our our breakdown of this game here in just a little bit. But coming up next, uh, we are going to uh, discuss the signing class a little bit here. What could still possibly be out there? Uh, how do we feel about all this? Don't forget to keep texting. Boiler up to 765-447-4080. We'll get you registered to win those Purdue men's basketball tickets for next Thursday uh, against Florida A&M. And we'll draw out a winner at the end of the show. That's Boiler Up. 765-447-4080. Plenty of more coming up here on the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017. Hey, welcome back to the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. My name Jared Jessalitis. Glad to have you uh, a part of your uh, Wednesday and uh, here's the deal. I still do have these uh, Purdue basketball tickets for the game against Florida A&M next Thursday night. Maybe a little something that you slip into the stocking there if uh, you can win them. How do you win them? You just text me the keyword BOILERUP to 
7654704780 that's 765 make sure you use the uh, area code 7654704080 that'll get you registered to win we'll draw out a winner at the end of the show so give me a good boiler up there text it in and uh, I'll draw out a winner before uh, I take off here in just a little bit uh today is national signing day it has been largely without a lot for purdue i i would say not a there's no real shockers here. There's no, uh, oh my gosh, uh, you know, last second flips or anything like that. Uh, I think everything that's been reported going into it, we, we, we've kind of known what was going to happen. The guys that have decommitted, we knew that they were going to decommit, so there's no real uh, big shockers there. But right now, Purdue with, uh, with with 12 dudes is sitting in a pretty good spot, I thought. Is there anybody that, like, shocks you? You're like, holy, nah. I think it's a solid class. I, I, I'd like to learn a little bit more about the, uh, the, the Harkless, the kid from uh, Kentucky who... You know, seems to be a uh, a last second decision that Purdue maybe was not prepared for, but that's going to happen uh, with Coach Walters. And we keep talking about this with this recruiting class. We mentioned it earlier on in the week that we live in this portal era now. And while I still think that recruiting is, you know, somewhat important at the high school level, it's. Um, it's changed dramatically from what it was because the portal just allows you the portal allows you to plug in the, these gaps that you need uh, with more ready talent with guys that you uh, have a better feel for maybe you're more developed physically makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, like I said they they flipped this kid from he was an Auburn commit. Uh, they went through some changes. They pulled his offer. He comes in. They call him Chops. I'm with that. It's got some good size to him. I, I tried watching a little bit of the uh, video, and the kid looks solid. Definitely has the size. You were excited. None of the indie kids seem to really be, you know, the McWilliams kid changed. That's fine. But um, you didn't lose critical pieces, I thought, like Dylan Thieneman, who was solid. Winston Berglund, uh, out there in that secondary, who, again, another, another good player. Um, the, the Tibbs kid, the receiver from uh, Cathedral. I mean, all, all good pieces here. Uh, there's a couple that we're still kind of waiting on. I don't want to forget about Will Helt, too, because I thought uh, he was good out of Carmel as well. Uh, there, there's a couple of pieces. The biggest name out there for Purdue right now still is what is going to happen with Kendrick Gilbert. Um, I, I think, you know, if they don't sign today, and I don't intend him, to, I don't think he's signing today. But that's a guy that's uh, previously... It looked like that was a Purdue get. It was Mark Hagan had done a, a, just a tremendous job of of uh, working him out of Cathedral, but with him no longer being here, I think that's a little bit more of a of a toss up. As I said, oh, you, well, I wanted to protect Mark Hagan at all costs. 
But I understand, I understand the sport. I understand the business of it. Does he still want to come up here? Does he want to go? I think on three's got him uh, with a uh, better shot to go to Kentucky. It's pretty darn close. But it would seem to be between us and Kentucky. So overall, is this, it's not a class that was uh, filled with um, some super huge names, but I, I thought guys that will develop into solid contributors. Obviously, if you can get Kendrick Gilbert, that would be the highest rated recruit that you would have here with four stars. And then it's over to the portal, quite frankly. You know, we used to make such a big deal out of this. Oh, there is one other kid. I'm sorry. The, um, oh my gosh. Um, the, the guy in the secondary, for Pete's sakes, the, the Hill kid, right? Uh, who all of a sudden, all of a sudden had put Purdue on the list. He's supposed to make the announcement at uh, 4.15. I think he's actually going to be on ESPN doing this, too, if I, if I saw that correctly on the message boards. Uh, it would be a nice piece in the secondary here, too. So we'll have to see, because Hill was a guy that, remember, I tweeted this out, too. We weren't even in the running for him, and that was a uh, that was a Walters kid. And uh, then all of a sudden, everybody thought, you know, if you read into him, everybody thought he was going to Michigan. That was the, the big uh, prediction. Michigan doesn't even make his final five in his graphic. So unless he's just trolling everybody, and maybe he is, he's do what he wants to do. But if he was thinking that he wanted to go play for Walters, then that might be a nice little piece that comes in and uh, and, and could make some make some noise in this class. That would be nice. I think the defense is shaping up nicely. I like a couple more offensive linemen. Don't get me wrong. Um, maybe a couple more guys on the defensive line. But again, that's what the portal is out there. Don't freak out with your class ranking. It's just it's not as hugely important anymore as it used to be. We're living this brand new era here where guys are just flying all over the place. JT Daniels, how, how many different schools is he going to be going to? Because he's leaving um he's leaving West Virginia, wants to go someplace that'll give him a personal chef, allegedly, and all this other stuff. I mean, it's a brave new world out there in a lot of positions. And there's plenty in the portal. What Purdue's immediate needs are going to be in the portal? It's a great question. Like I said, it's always good to be able to stock up on offensive and defensive uh, linemen. That's always big. You figure they're probably going to look at a quarterback at one point. Um, whether or not that person is going to warrant enough attention to be guaranteed a starting spot, I don't know. But I think you kind of, if, if you're Walters here, there's probably some areas where you've already identified, maybe personally, because you know who is leaving and who is staying. Or you have an idea of uh, uh, portal guys? But really, until you figure out who wants to be on the ship and who wants to sail for, uh, you know, for theoretically calmer waters, you're a little bit, you're a little bit handcuffed here. But overall, I thought it did a good job. Didn't seem like there was a ton of guys that jumped off of the, uh, uh, jumped off the list here of commits. I really think Coach Walters and his staff have probably done a great job of reaching out to these kids and assuring them of, you know, what their status is going to be and what they plan on doing here. But yeah, it's not going to be a day with a ton of fanfare here, I think, for Purdue. Um, 
It's getting a little bit later in the evening. We don't really anticipate anybody jumping except for the, uh, like I said, uh, Jair Hill uh, over there in uh, Illinois is getting ready to do his thing. I, I believe they told me it was in 45 minutes or so. So be after we go off the air, but that would be a big get if you flip that piece uh, over here to Purdue. Um, fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. But uh, good job out of that staff today. And um, yeah, that's about that's about the the gist of how much you can take out of the signing day. It, it really it really is. The portal becomes is just way more important now. You'd like to get some good pieces that you can develop. Uh, through your recruiting here, but it's not going to decide the course of you know your ship, so to speak, uh, for the upcoming couple of seasons if your recruiting class is not loaded with a whole bunch of like four and five star guys. Just just not anymore. That's the portal era for you now. We're gonna take a break when we come back. How about Purdue and uh, New Orleans tonight? What to expect? Massive spread in this one. Is it warranted and? Should Purdue take a page out of Indiana's book and what they did yesterday? We can talk about that and more. Hang tight. We're coming right back, and we'll continue to give you a chance to win those Purdue men's basketball tickets by texting BOILERUP to 765-447-4080. That'll get you in the running here. Stay tuned. More Hammerdown Show is next on 101. The Hammerdown Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017thehammer.com. We've got Purdue men's basketball tickets for you to win. That game against Florida A&M next Thursday night. If you'd like to be in the running, text BOILERUP to 765-447-4080. That's 765-447-4080. We will get you a shot to win those. I'll draw out a winner at the end of the show. That's BOILERUP to 765-447-4080. Tonight, it's Purdue and New Orleans. The privateers are in town. Uh, They are 3-7. This is a 34.5-point spread here tonight. Well, mama. <laughs> uh, all right. So, what do we know about the privateers? Three and seven. Uh, a couple of names on the schedule that you may recognize. Butler, for example, 89 to 53 winners in their uh, season opener were, were the Bulldogs uh, against New Orleans. Uh, they also played IUPUI. They beat IUPUI by three. You know IUPY is like dead last in Ken Palm. Absolutely dead last at 363. New Orleans is not that far in front of them at 344. So keep in mind, we got 363, right? They're 331st in adjusted offense, 332nd in adjusted defense. A fast-paced team, though. They're 7th in adjusted tempo. Might get you up and down the floor here a little bit. So, right off the bat, when you're taking a look at the squad, it's just, they're going to struggle. You know they're going to struggle. They're led by a a kid named Jordan Johnson, who uh, this year has been their leader in points and assists and uh, steals so far. Nine games, uh, he's shooting 42%. Shoot 45% from behind the arc, a 73% free throw shooter as well, uh, putting up about 15 points a game. It's just, it's not a good squad. It's just not. They don't have a ton of size either. They got a junior from Uruguay that's 6'9, and then uh, Simone Kirkland, who is uh, their big power forward, 6'10, 225. I mean, both those guys are giving up a lot of weight to Edie. 
And that's it. That's that's basically what they've got. They got a six ten. They got six nine. They're both sitting at two twenty five. Uh, please tell me who is going to win that battle against Zach Eady. And you know, one of them is going to foul out rather quickly because that's just the way that it goes. I mean, that's Zach. Zach has almost seventy five pounds on those dudes. He's probably not three hundred. He's probably under three hundred. But still, it's got to be like a good sixty seventy pounds and uh, five six inches on both those guys. Uh, they'll struggle. They'll they'll try to double down on him here, and they'll try to get up and down the court as fast as they can. It's just not going to be enough. You know it. I know it. The American people know it. Here's the question that I ask: Is how much work do our starters need tonight? I know you don't want to rely too heavily on the other guys. I know you would like to make this a simple thing, but quite frankly, you don't need Zach Eady to win this ball game tonight. You do not need, um, you know, Braden Smith. I think to win this ball game tonight. I think you could try out a few things, and uh, you know, you watch what Woodson did last night, and he sat Trace Jackson Davis for precautionary reasons. No, they didn't need him. To beat Elon. Now they're in a little bit of a different situation here because they're already down Xavier Johnson. If they were to lose Trace Jackson Davis, they'd be in a world of hurt for an extended period. I agree with what Woodson did last night. I I thought that's that's smart for the long term perspectives of your team. There's absolutely no reason to risk Trace Jackson Davis against Elon because if something happens with him, no Xavier for what do they say? Like the rumors, like six weeks. Even with Trace, I think you at least have enough to where you can fight and still get yourself into the tournament. Then you can get Xavier back, and then things can change. Well, that was smart. So should Purdue follow suit here tonight and do something similar uh, with with Zach Eady? Just go ahead and give him the night off. I, For me, I, I don't mind him playing tonight. I don't think he needs to put up more than... 20 minutes. I need to give him a huge run tonight. So like I said, quite frankly, I, I don't, Purdue don't need him to win this ball game this evening. They shouldn't need him. My primary concern is, can we get the perimeter shooting good out here tonight? I would much rather have Zach in, force them to double team him, and work on those passes and get that perimeter shooting uh, looking more dangerous so that Teams have got to think twice about double-teaming Zach. I'd like to see that tonight. But it's going to get to a point, too, where both those big guys are going to end up uh, fouling and, and getting into some trouble there. And once that happens, once once one of those guys goes out, I mean, it just it don't matter. If I take out the uh, the kid, and I don't even know if this kid from Uruguay has really played. The, the 6'9 kid from Uruguay has even really played this year, has he? Uh, two games for a, a minute and a half. Yeah. You've got another freshman, 215 and 69 from uh, Italy. Maybe you can throw him at Zach Eady. Zach, is, is that going to work out? No, that's not going to work out for you either. So once they cycle through that, it, it's going to be fine. Um, but yeah, if they get the uh, if they get the uh, the Kirkland kid in any kind of foul trouble here, uh, it's just that that should just be easy going. It's not like Caleb First can't handle that kind of stuff. 
It's not like uh, Mason Gills can't come in there and handle that stuff. Uh, they're going to be fine tonight. They are. I think it'll be a somewhat of an uneventful second half. 35 point spread again. That's a lot. That's a heck of a lot. I, I can't, I couldn't get in on tonight's game. I just couldn't. But, um, what you want to see tonight really is just, are, are they hitting those perimeter shots? They're doing a good job when they get it into eating, they're double teaming. I mean, Zach's getting it out. They're rotating it. They're finding open shots. It's just not falling. And we know that they've got shooters on the outside. We know we got kids that can knock it down. They just got to show you that they can knock it down. It's a good night to get some Matt Waddell time in, too. I like to see him get a little bit more of a run, see if he can't get into the flow of things. I think that would be very, very good for Purdue this evening. I think you're just going to see a, a lot of guys that you normally don't see, uh, but i like to see him get a little bit more run. He, he's a guy that I would love to see here tonight. Um, yeah, I'd like to see Fletcher Lawyer uh, be pretty confident shooting the three this evening. So I'd like to get Waddell in a little bit more here tonight. And then, of course, uh, you know, guys like Trey Kaufman-Wren can get some more time tonight. Like, I feel more than confident, you know, David Jenkins and Trey Kaufman-Wren out there. Caleb first, if that's the case, too. You don't need all these starters out there playing more than 20 minutes tonight. Get them a little bit of run. Let it feel good. And uh, have, have the seat. We'll be good through the holidays. All right, we're going to take our final break here. Continue to text Boiler Up to 765-447-4080, and uh, you could uh, win these tickets for Purdue and Florida A&M. Mackey Arena next Thursday night will draw a winner at the end of the show. Uh, so if you want to win them, hurry up. You're running out of time. 765-447-4080. Text Boiler Up, 765-447-4080. Maybe have a pair of tickets to put in a stocking here right before Christmas. We'll come back with the things that we may have missed And more next here on... Welcome back to the Hammer Down Show. Last chance, text in Boiler Up to 765-447-4080 to get yourself registered to win those tickets. Purdue and Florida A&M sold out next Thursday night. I've got a pair for you here. We'll draw out a winner at the end of the show. So text Boiler Up to 765-447-4080. Again, that's 765-447-4080. Eight zero. All right. Time for some of the things that we may have missed. Uh, congratulations to uh, Maddie Schirmerhorn from Purdue Volleyball uh, has announced that uh, she will stay uh, for the uh, fifth year. So congratulations to her. Bad news for her enemies. She's back. Uh, good news for the Purdue Boilermakers. So uh, congratulations to Maddie on staying around for a, uh, another year. Uh, in the AFC South, Nashville Metro Council has approved the terms for a $2.1 billion domed Tennessee Titans stadium. Uh, the new stadium should open by 2026. Oh, boy. Final votes in the coming months, but uh, it looks like that that is almost a done deal. We talked about this about a month ago or two with the renderings and everything. It's not bad. Looks good. Uh, we were just talking about Xavier Johnson, by the way. Uh, Michael DeCourcy today. Um, this is like 15 minutes ago, so I'm just now seeing this. Um Xavier Johnson uh, required surgery. Program hopes that he will return before the end of the season per a press release. Yeah, he's going to be out for a while. Um, So they were smart, I think, to hold out Trace Jackson Davis. By the way, I did get a text from a certain somebody here that may or may not do a show with me on occasion uh, that asked if I was uh, 
currently heavily medicated for suggesting Zach not play tonight. I didn't say he shouldn't play tonight, but ain't no reason he needs to be out there more than like 15 minutes. They don't need him to win. I don't need to be put in that position. He'll put up his 20, 25-minute numbers in 15 against the size of this uh, New Orleans team, I think. We should be good. Don't need to go too crazy on that. And then there's the big news in the NFL here today. With the loss of uh, Franco Harris, who is uh, the key member of one of the most seminal moments uh, in, in NFL history, the uh, Immaculate Reception, uh, NFL Hall of Famer. Tragically, too, they were this Saturday, they've been promoting this for a while that this was going to be his, um, the, the 50th anniversary of that catch on Saturday. That was a Christmas Eve game against the Raiders. They're playing the Raiders. They were going to um, retire his number. It was all planned out. NFL Network has a football life of him on Friday night, too. I mean, it was a big, big celebration uh, of him that moment um, in a moment that's almost bigger. I don't know. It's it's weird. And you go to the airport in Pittsburgh, there is a statue of Franco Harris making that catch. And that's how beloved of a moment it is in the town. And uh, it's just, it's one of those things that, you know, like if I say I'm talking NFL and I say the Immaculate Reception, you can, you can visualize that. You see that. If I say the catch, you know that. If I say Odell Beckham, the catch, you visualize that. There are few moments, uh, though, that you go that far back, still transcend generations uh, like it has. It's a uh, it's a huge moment. Whether or not it was legal or not, I know Rangers fans will always dispute that. But it's just, man, he looked like he had been in good health and everything, too. He was out of the Penguins game a couple of weeks ago. I, I saw on... Uh, on the Twitter, looked like he was doing okay. No cause uh, of death given, but man passed away at the age of 72. All my aunts and uncles and Yinzers back there, everybody's got a story about meeting him. I mean, it, that wasn't too hard to do, apparently, back in the uh, back in the uh, 80s and stuff like that, 70s and 80s. I was shocked when I saw that this morning. Especially, like I said, just a couple days ahead of everything. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I don't know how they're going to handle that now on Saturday night. I'm assuming they're still retiring. I don't know if they're going to still retire his number. I haven't seen anything. I, I guess you still do it, right? I don't know what the proper thing to do is there. It's just it, That's terrible timing. Not that there's ever a good time for something like that to happen, but boy, I, I saw that and uh, rest in peace and... Thoughts and prayers out to his family. And then the last thing that uh, I may have missed today is this report. Um, Pitt coach Pat Narduzzi out there in the ACC told a local radio station that he has heard that two schools have offered UNC quarterback Drake May $5 million to transfer. Won't say which schools, but he knows which schools. I have such a problem with this on a number of levels. I mean, first off, that $5 million jumps out at you, and you just kind of scoff at it, don't you? So I don't even know if $5 million is really true. This sounds like some secondhand gossip. If it is true, you could probably go ahead and narrow it down to five schools, maybe, four or five schools, that have that kind of money to throw around. But I'll tell you this. The thing that upsets me the most is if it is true that there are people 
out here offering these guys. I'm assuming this is when he wasn't in the portal. He did jump in the portal for a minute and came back, right? So I have to assume that they did this when it was in the portal. If it's not in the portal, that's a terribly shady thing to do. But if you got $5 million to pay a quarterback, I'm pretty sure you don't care. And it just goes back to the, the lack of guardrails with this whole thing. You know, JT Daniels is apparently out at Oregon State and has a list of he needs a six-figure NIL deal, he needs a personal chef, and a four-bedroom condo. That's what he needs to, to come. And this is not what we were promised with this stuff. Now, we were told it was integral to have this NIL stuff for them to be able to make money off their name, image, and like this. Now it's a, um, it's not a recruiting tool. It's a, it's a sign-and-pay uh, sign thing, which we all knew was going to happen. But $5 million for a quarterback is not sustainable for any athletics program. You don't have a pool of $15, $20 million every year that you were getting just to pay athletes. It's not going to continue to happen like that. And the more that don't live up to the hype for the money, the less they're going to start getting paid. We're a real extreme in the market right now. But like we talked about this, I know we had Brian Newber on uh when you know the whole NI deal stuff started breaking, and like he said, the market will eventually settle. The money that's out there right now is not sustainable, and there's already reports that kids aren't getting the money that they were promised, those astronomical dollars. Five million dollars for a quarterback for a year of college. There's no way that's a return on investment. No way. I care how good they are. That's going to do it for the Hammer Down Show. We'll draw out our winner for the uh, basketball tickets here in just a moment, and we'll give them a call. Uh, we're back for one more show for the week tomorrow, and uh, we'll try to get it in here, and hopefully I don't have to use ice skates to get home tomorrow. But we'll be back. We'll uh, recap the final word from uh, uh, signing day, Purdue basketball, and more tomorrow back here on the Hammer.